Have you ever heard of the risk score? No? Then make sure to listen to today's episode of the Muscle Up podcast, because today I invited the two founders of the risk score, Matt and Barrys, and had a great talk with them about what the risk score actually is, what are the plans for the next couple of years, how to calculate it, who is the guy or the girl with the highest risk score at the moment across the world, and what we can expect in future developments. So yeah, I'm pretty hyped that the two, two guys took the time. So we jump directly into the interview after the intro. But before that, it would be really great if you could leave me a rating for the podcast because that really helps me to grow further, to make street lifting grow and also to invite more interesting guests like Matt and Barrys. So stay tuned and get all the details about the risk score now. Welcome to the Muzzle Lab podcast. The first international streetlifting podcast, which will be all about lifting heavy weights, doing fancy skills, and listening to interesting stories from the best athletes across the world. I'm your host Nadine, and now let's get started. Welcome, Matt, and welcome, Varys. It's great to have you here on the Muzzle Lab podcast. And first of all, thanks for taking the time. Um, before we jump into our main topic, which will be the risk score today, um, it would be great if you could quickly introduce you, yourself so we get a rough idea who you are and yeah, what is the purpose on uh, today's podcast. So who of you guys wants to start? I restart. Okay, so I'm Maurice Reggie. I'm 23-year-old and I'm from France. Uh, so as a job, I'm currently a research engineer in artificial intelligence. And um, on the sports side, I started streetlifting uh, five years ago, but I do only one competition, the um, second edition of uh, the French Championships in um, 2021 in the less than um, 73 uh, weight class. But uh, since this uh, competition, I, I totally stopped to, to train seriously. And now I'm more focused on um, try to develop the scientific aspect of the sport. Okay, great. Thanks for the short intro. And then let's head over to Matt. Okay, so I'm Matt Chardon. Everybody calls me Matt in the streetlifting community. I'm 24 and I'm an R&D engineer in material science. I'm French too. Uh, and I'm also a streetlifting athlete. Uh, I was also competing, like Waris, but in the minus 66 uh, kg weight class. Uh, I did the French Nationals in 2020, but they were cancelled. And then I injured myself just before the French Nationals in 2021. And uh, since then, I'm uh, more also more focused on the organizing uh, side of uh, streetlifting and uh, working uh, mainly with a uh, Waris, FNSL, and other uh, big uh, streetlifting actors in France and Europe. Okay, great. So you both said already that you um, competed before, but now you um, are more, more focusing on the organizing and more scientific part of streetlifting. What made you to take this decision? So why did you say, like, Noah, we don't want to compete anymore, but are switching more to the whole organizing part? Personally, with my study, uh, I don't have a lot of free time. So I, I just decided to to um, consider the street acting as, um, 
as an activity without uh, the need of uh, completing your I see. Okay. And for you, Matt? For me, it wasn't that much of a choice, so I was injured. So it was just to cope and still uh, still be present. So mm -hmm. I can't uh, really compete. So now uh, what I'm going to do? And I started doing that. And since then, I'm still doing that. So your injury was so bad that you are not able to train properly anymore right now? Um, right now, I'm still recovering. But uh, I could start but I don't think I would last uh, long enough. So I'm waiting for my time to come. But, uh, <laughs> okay, so you plan at maybe some point to get back into street lifting? I'd like uh, to, I'd like to. Okay. But we'll, we'll see, <laughs> I, we, never, we never know. Okay, fingers crossed that yeah. you will recover. Okay, cool. So then um, what we will mostly talk about today is the, the risk goal, which you two guys basically developed, uh, I think, in the last couple of years. So first of all, before we dive more into the certain aspects of the RISCO, can you quickly tell us a bit what it actually is for those who have no idea and um, maybe also for what RIS stands for? So RIS stands for Relative Index for Street Lifting. Um, I, I can start by saying a fact that um, we every everybody knows that um, the strength of an athlete is uh, linked to uh, his body weight and his gender. Um, so a good question is um, how we can compare uh, different athletes that have uh, different gender and different body weight. Um, the the risk score is a solution. Uh, it's a new score system for street lifting. Uh, actually, um, to rank the athlete, um, all the athletes are split uh, into several categories and uh, gender. Um, and um, we, to, to get the score of an athlete, we compute um, the total by summing the, the score of each lift um, and get the total. So um, the, the risk score uh, simply evaluates the relative strength of an athlete. Uh, without considering uh, his body weight and uh, his gender to to allow um, the comparison. Okay, so when did you two start to come up with this idea that you develop like the risk score that we need something like a relative score for street lifting in general? What was the reason behind that? Um, so it's been a discussion uh, between. Uh... A couple of people inside the FNSL and some other people uh, for a while. I think we discussed it with uh, Waris uh, for maybe a year, even with Zod and other people. Mm -hmm. So we wanted something, we wanted to have what other more established train sports have. So like a kind of a database that, that you can use to say, okay, to answer the simple question, okay, this guy, this guy, this girl, this girl, who's the strongest? That's just what we want to know. And nobody had done that in street lifting because it uh, requires to have a lot of data and um, um, how to say that um, and good data. It's mm -hmm. not really the right word for it, but it needs to have uh, some some data that are comparable. So I mean when you're comparing someone to someone, they have to have been competing in the same conditions. If one is competing and there are other rules, it's not the same thing. So that's why. 
And um, I think uh, I've started it uh, alone at first, but I always I, I always knew that uh, at some point Waris would Waris would join because uh, it's more it's field than mine, so he's uh, he's really more efficient than I am to work on this and uh, um, and to finalize it quickly. Let's say let's say it like that. Okay. So uh, at first we started without really a deadline, and then uh, we got one from uh, Zod. So it's is the guy in charge in FNSL. I think a lot of people know who he is in the streetlifting community. And uh, he said to us that he he wanted to have a first version to be able to do a pull up, uh, a weighted pull up competition, with no weight class. So just be able to to say who who won based on an index, a relative index. So you first started with the pool to like make make a relative index just for the pool, yeah. and then from this you um, transferred it to all the other lifts. Yeah, we finalized the pool only I think in October. Waris, is that right? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Okay, but then from just finalizing the pool to um transferring into all the other lifts you were quite fast then right because yeah yeah yeah. we had to do it for december yeah yeah so in december you launched the risk score i guess yeah so that was then only two months time where you were able to transfer to everything else yeah so it was more to identify like a pattern first of all and then it was not that difficult anymore to generally transfer it to other to other lifts I let Waris talk about this, but uh, it's easy when you've done it once. Even if it's it was only the pool, it's the same principle. So the hard part is just that it's more data, and it means more sorting. More we have to choose a uh, we have to choose between more data. So we have to say okay, instead of saying okay, we just uh, get a couple data from some pull up competition or for four lifts competition. Then we have to say okay, we have to consider every four leaf competition which is much more and then apply the same principles i see okay so did you use any backgrounds from like similar scores from other strength sports for example powerlifting or so on did you use anything of that yes yes the method um, is basically the same that uh, um, for example the sinclair in weightlifting the EPFGL in uh, powerlifting, but um, we have a different assumption that is re uh, related uh, to streetlifting. And so um, uh, with, without uh, going into details, um, we choose a different function to modelize um, the, um, the rat relative strength in your in our sport. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the method is, is uh, the same. Exactly. The approach is the same. It's just the way we modelize that data that's, that's different. Makes sense. And for the squat, which is like similar to um, powerlifting, could you just transfer it directly one-on-one or was it also a bit more difficult? Um, the risk score is uh, computed for the cat lift, the total. So we can we can just uh, extract, uh, extract the, the squat part of uh, other um, score stroke system and take it okay so the squad was then maybe a little bit easier for you guys to to include in the end because it was already mostly there right yeah i think the the answer the worry sense is more like uh, we don't really see 
the movements uh, separately with the risk score. It's just the total. So uh, okay. we consider the, the squat in our assumption. That, that's what the, that's why we consider that at a, we'll say it later that but that's why we consider that as an athlete uh, gets heavier even if his pull at a certain point uh, uh, has a lower limit mm -hmm. his push and his squats uh, limits are still uh, way more important than for the lower weight class so mm -hmm. that's why we have the assumption that as you as you are heavier you are stronger because of these two lifts makes sense for sure okay so you with the risk score you are not able to host only single lift competitions or like to um evaluate single lift competitions uh, it's a plan for for the future mm -hmm. and uh, we think that uh, it's very easy to to do we just have, have to to repeat the process of um find the data uh breed the relative um, strength function And then we will get a um, um, other score scoring system for each uh, lift. Okay, got it. Okay, and yeah, then um, I'm looking forward to <laughs> see that that happening as well. Do you have any plans, like how long it will take for you guys to, for example, um, develop this kind of thing? I think it could be very quick. We just have to add to have a. A goal a competition for to for us to say okay our deadline is this date and we'll do it you just need a deadline from yeah. outside yeah. <laughs> i see okay cool so um we were already talking a little bit about it like um what kind of data you you took and what was required to start the development of the risk score could you maybe in a kind of easy way, explain a little bit on how the calculation process itself works <laughs> without going too much into a scientific detail, because I think for the listeners, it will be difficult to understand. I think I, I let Waris explain. I will just share my screen, even if the view, even if the listeners can't uh, see it, but uh, we'll try to be explicit about it. Yeah. Maybe it's easier for you guys to... Maybe it's also easier for me to understand and then maybe yeah. I can give some... <laughs> maybe then you can rephrase for us uh, yeah. in an easier way. So Makes here's sense. my screen. Yeah. Uh, so as I said before, the first step is to collect uh, data. Uh, for it, um, we... We search for the competitions that uh, adapted the um, four lift uh, format. Um, since uh, since um, December 2023, I think um, we ended with uh, several competitions like um, the FNSL one, the the final rep, uh, the UK nationals, uh, German nationals, etc. Um, for from this data, we We consider only the top 10 athletes by um, in each category. Um, why we do this is because um, to um, to compute the relative strength of an athlete, we only have to consider that uh, the athlete that um, um, that achieve a maximal potential of strength in a, a, a category. Uh, so that 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 way we do it, and then um, with some statistical method, 
we remove some data that is too far from the mean uh, because, um, for example, um, it, we can have a big difference between the, the first one of um, a category and the, the, the second one or the third one. Um, so the goal of this is to, to take the, the point uh, that correspond to to body weight in function of uh, the total of uh, each athlete, and um, then we try to to create a function that um, follows um, the evolution of uh, of the point. Mm -hmm. uh, from this function uh, is just express the relative uh, strength in function of um, uh, the total in function of the body weight from um, this function we can transform it to uh, to compute the the recent x the recent x is very simple uh, it's like a black box function when uh, where, where you have to to enter your body weight and you you get um, a coefficient uh, then you can um, then you can just um, multiply this coefficient by by your total to get uh, your final score. Okay, I see. So, um, do you think that the um, calculation you have at the moment will be like the, the final one, or do you think it will develop over time, like step by step into something different that maybe when we talk about the risk score in a few years, there will be a complete other way of calculating it or at least like uh, a little bit adjusted uh, yes it needs uh, some adjustment because um, the street lifting is a sport that uh, evolves each year so we need to recompute uh, the score with the same uh, method um, when we we got a uh, new data we plan to do to do this uh, each year and um, for some categories for example um, for the um, the girls that are that are above um, uh, 70 kilos we we have a very very little amount of data okay. so more data we have more um, precise we we will be makes sense so we need basically more athletes and more competition happening to make it more accurate in the end yes yeah. that's that's why um, the final rep uh, events this year with uh, we will be very very great for the risco makes sense okay cool um you already said like for example for the plus 70 kg class of the girls it's not that easy to say how accurate it is because the lack of data is missing which do you think that there are in general like limitations for some weight classes where the risk scores maybe not that accurate yet because for example it's more difficult for smaller weight classes to apply it to, or is it just the same for every class? Let's say it's just that the, so it's it's how the risk works. It's just the risk is working from the data. So for the weight class that we don't have a lot of data, these are the least, the less, the least accurate ones. So it's just as simple as this. So okay. for, Girls, like Wari said, for girls in plus 70, we don't have a lot of uh, competition that included this weight, ca this weight category. So we, 
in addition, we don't always have a lot of girls that are the cat the girl categories, the women categories are not always full. So we don't have a lot of data. So of course, this part is not the best one. So it will improve a lot with time. Mm -hmm. uh, and we also have uh, the the level. Waris also said that uh, we're, we're, we're more interested in the categories that are closer to their full potential because it's showing what's really possible and it's uh, giving uh, an, an index that will be more stable in the future. What I mean by that is uh, if today we are very far from the peak of what's possible in a category, that means that as we get more data, the coefficient behind the risk for this category will change a lot. If we are very close to the full potential, that means it will change really a bit smaller. Makes sense. Do you have like different coefficients for each weight class or is it the same? You just took like a median or out of it? Yes. So I'm going to say it, but uh, Riz can explain it as also. Um, when you, so I'm showing the curve that uh, the, the graph that you can find on the Waris Instagram. Mm -hmm. On his, under his post for the for the risk, so there are two two curves. Uh, so the lower one, the lower plot, is showing uh, the index as a function of the body weight. So you can see that because as you get heavier, you get stronger. As you get heavier, you get a lower index. Mm -hmm. So see, this yeah. this curve is showing that, as you said, for each category, we have a different index. Yeah. And uh, for each gender too, because uh, yeah. we have uh, another function uh, that um, models um, the relative strength of uh, women. Yeah, but uh, yeah. we have a very similar growth. So, so you have a different function for male and females, basically. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, because the goal is to make the points um, uniform between males and females. Mm -hmm. The goal is to say that if I have a, in the end, right now it's it's good. It's not really, I don't think it's really fair to do a comparison from it right now, but it's not that bad. But the goal is to say, okay, this woman has a risk of 110. That means she's better than this man that has a risk of 109. Okay, so at as the simple moment, as that. it's difficult to compare between women and male. Um, uh, competitors but in the future that's the plan to adjust yeah, yeah. i think okay. it's it's not it's difficult but it wouldn't be really fair yeah i don't okay. think the index are as advanced for men and women okay so just because my risk score is at 100 for example i cannot say i'm as strong as a uh, guy that has a risk score of, of 100 at the moment for me you can <laughs> it's just maybe we are not really on on the right point but uh, you yeah. you still can <laughs> okay cool um, but the goal is that what well, maybe in one two three years it will be absolutely the answer will be absolutely right now i would say yeah it, there's a fair chance that it's true okay cool so um for the um, do you see that there there are currently any problems with the risk of for example for me i imagine it's quite difficult to include the the pull and the lab, which are not that body weight related compared to the squat and the dip which you already said go just go up usually the the more weight you weigh in the end 
Can you just repeat your question? Sorry. Yeah, of course. Do you see like uh, there is like any problems with the risk score? For example, I can imagine that for the pull, the where the the body weight is not so important for, as you said already before like it doesn't matter that much if you weigh 90 kg or 60 kg there can be really strong pullers in the smaller mm -hmm. weight classes and the um, more higher weight classes but for the dip and for the squat it usually just goes up with the body weight was it a problem for you to include those two kind of lifts compared to powerlifting, for example where you can just say like the, the more you weigh the more you will be able to lift um, because we consider the total, it's not a problem. But uh, for us, we were still considering it as a problem because we know that some people have the intention of doing um, competition with coefficients for each movement, and then it will be a big problem. Mm -hmm. But... Um, Yeah, yeah, we're we're thinking about it, but uh, for now, because we're considering the just the total, it's not a problem. Okay. But uh, to just uh, maybe on what just to add on what you said, for it's not that you can be from sixty to ninety four, sixty six to ninety four. It's not that the pulling is the same. It's just that for us, the impact of weight is not that big. So if we When we plotted the data, I think uh, the peak for pulling was around 87. So sure. 87, you, you're supposed to find the best pullers yeah. across the board. Yeah, But... I think it's for the females as the same. Like I think the strongest females, they are like in the minus 63 and minus 70 kg class, roughly. Mm. Yeah, so from, for us also, it makes sense to have a kind of a, a certain body weight that's That's showing, okay, maybe for pulling, it's not best to be above that. Maybe because it's simply that uh, considering most people frame to be above this weight is means packing a bit of uh, fat. So it could be that, but uh, there's also a lot of other potential interpretation for that. But uh, yes, yes. Okay, cool. Understood. Um, yeah, so what are your plans for this year are there like competitions planned for the risk score already where the risk score will be used at um i let waris answer if he wants to yes uh, uh, it, uh he, there is a competition that is playing um in um i don't remember the date but uh, in the next month uh it's a little french competition Uh, where there is no um, classes, there is there is only um, a separation between men and women, mm -hmm. and um, um, we also want to to test um, the risk curve during the final rep event by um, just for example following the the working um, uh, in life to to see if uh, it makes sense or not. Um, and after we we are we are waiting for the the organizer mm -hmm. uh, to see if uh, we can implement it uh, into uh, the different competition. Okay, 
I see. Like from what would be interesting for me as well is like, do you have any benefits from develop or that you develop the, the risk or like, for example, any financial thing where you say, if a competition wants to use the risk or they need to pay a fee or something like this, or was it really just the motivation for the sport that you decided to develop it? It's just for for the sport. Uh, yeah. This is a uh, science. Get no money from it. <laughs> we don't <laughs> okay. want to make a profit from it. Uh, okay, that's really honorable for from you guys. So I think from what I see here, it looks like a lot of work and <laughs> lots of days where you just develop any uh, functions, started computing everything and so on. So definitely. Uh, well, thanks for your great work there and that you took all the time. Um, but maybe in future, when you think about the future, do you think there will be like a chance that at some point you will get a reward from it? I don't know, like, for, for example, do you know about powerlifting? The one, the guys who developed the dots, for example, did they get anything from that <laughs> in the end? I don't really know, but I think that the guy that develop uh, other scoring system in other sports are are just um, part of the organization of the world organization is mm -hmm. is for example the case in the for the EPF uh, GL score. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if um, someone gain um, money or with this kind of score. Okay, well then. Uh... I of course I wish for you guys that at some point it may be uh, something where you can at least monetize a little bit out of it. Um, of course, we all do it for the sports, but if in the end a little profit comes out, I think no one would say no <laughs> to that. But yeah, okay. Is there maybe anything that the community could do for you guys that will help you to develop the score further or to like make it easier for you to make it better in the end? For us, it's mainly to publish the results in the most uh, complete and detailed way possible. For us, it really simplify everything because Waris uh, collected a lot of data. So as the easier it is to get the data, the better it is for us. Okay, so like just other tools that, for example, collect all the data, collect all the co uh, competitions where you two guys are maybe not aware of yet, that would just help you, help you for example. Could be great, but uh, even more simple than this, just publishing a PDF, the total results really cleanly, uh, the weight of the athlete when he, was, uh, when he did the weigh-in, the date, the date of the competition, every lift the total it would okay. be great makes sense okay so just for everyone who organizes competitions just make sure to publish yeah. all the, <laughs> the think of us results. if you if you know about the risks think a bit about us <laughs> cool. i don't know if waris says something else but uh... and uh, we are so open to any su suggestion uh, yeah. if someone have um, some knowledge in the computer science and uh, statistic uh, we will uh, be happy to collaborate uh, with him. Okay, so if anyone from the listeners is also uh, good in computer science topics, then and who is interested maybe to develop it further with you guys, just text the two a message. I will put 
the information of you guys, of course, also in the show notes. So your Instagram and also um, everything connected to the risk score you can find in the show notes if you are more interested to dive deep towards that. And that also relates to my next question. If someone wants to find out what his or her risk score is, where can they do that? Is there like any platform yet where they, you can calculate yourself the risk score? Yes, there is a platform uh, on my website. Uh, it's worriesregi.com uh, mm -hmm. um, and risk. Um, it's very simple to use. You just have to, to select your gender first. Um, enter your your body weight in total, and you you will get your risk score. But um, I I plan to to develop a, a more advanced platform where anyone can uh, build this uh, its own uh, risk score with uh, its own data. For example, um, a problem um, a problem that we have uh, is um, the the risk score is made for international competition. So the international level is not uh, very, very similar to the uh, national level, depending on the country. So maybe someone wants to, to make a risk score um, that is um, more accurate for a specific country. Uh, for example, in France, the AVS class that is um, uh, above uh, 100 uh, for, uh, four, I think. Yes, plus 104, yeah. Okay, is a little bit late comparing to the um, international um, uh, level. Plus 94, yeah. Yeah, even the minus 104 uh, in France are, are, yeah, they are not at the international level yet. Okay. That's why um, the ABS French athlete tends to have um, a risk score that is um, a little bit lower than uh, our expectation. Yeah. But I think it's also part of the risk. When you are, when you are online and uh, when you're um, going on the WARIS website to calculate your risk, you are comp you're comparing yourself to the best uh, inter internationally. So that's why for some athletes that are in the countries where the top performers are not present, you are more likely to have a low risk. For example, we know that in France, we have the best 66 and 73s. So the risks are very likely to be pretty high because the the competition, their competitors are very strong. Mm -hmm. But uh, for, uh, let's say, uh, minus uh, 104 or the equivalent plus 94 international, they are likely to have low risk because uh, the level in France is not uh, up there with uh, the best international uh, athletes. For example, uh, in plus 94, uh, it's Tonio, it's Jan, and uh, it's not in France. Okay, so basically, if you are from a country where the, the total of your weight class is not that high, you are still comparing yourself, for example, with the best athletes exactly. in the world exactly. and not from your country, right? Exactly. So you could be second in your country or even first, but if your country is, is not uh, at the level of the best ones yet, your risk is likely to be a bit uh, lower than you, you can expect it. Makes sense. But I think, well, that that's normal. I mean, in the end, we want to compare 
each other to the best athletes in general mm -hmm. across the world and not just uh, within our country. I mean, of course, it's cool to be first in our country, but mm -hmm. if you are then still like not even in the top 20 across the world, then, well, <laughs> you see that there's still potential and yeah. uh, you just ha uh, have to train a little bit more probably. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's still some competition out there for you. Yeah, Of course, of course. So what would, what do you say, what is a good risk score at the moment? Like I see like here roughly a lot of numbers uh, around the 100. Did you base everything that like this 100 is a, is the good number or is the number where the normal guy is, should be at? And then if you are really good, you have above 100. And if you are a little bit bad or not bad but like a little bit less strong than you are below 100 or how did you base that date uh, the numbers on well, the, is, um, okay. the mean mean risk curve for an elite athlete so for example if uh, you have uh, 90 or more than 90 is still a very correct score uh, but um, what we can see is um, uh, if you have a score Uh, that is more than 100, um, you are on the top three of your your um, weight class in general, okay. or you are um, very close to the 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 person that are at um, the top position. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's say that 100 is just showing the mark for like, let's say top five. Let's say that. Uh, If you are at 100 risk or above, you are very likely to be present in the international top five. Okay, I see. So you came up with 100 as the, the number because it's a nice number or was it making just sense uh, on how you based on your calculation that the, the 100 is the a number that comes out of this calculation? It's, it's just because uh, it's a nice number. Uh, yeah. It's the same uh, as uh, for powerlifting. Uh, the EPFGL score is normalized by uh, 102, but okay. I can I can choose uh, any numbers that I that I want. Okay, makes sense. Okay, cool. So, um, is the plan, for example, if we, the athletes become stronger and stronger in future, that um, you also adjust the risk score? That again, the 100 is the number. Uh, that yeah. is the good point because right now for example with a total of 600 or something like this you would have a risk score of 115 or something in future you may have only a risk score of 105 because you normalized it or the goal is to um, update the coefficient at least once per year okay. so 100 will uh, will always be no I can't say that but 100 will always be like a mark of the greatest athletes in their category. Okay. But of course, because the sport will evolve, maybe 100 in three years will be better than 100 today. Mm -hmm. okay. But it's, it, it, will, it will still mean that you are around the top five in your category. Okay, That's the so goal. Right now, if I have a risk score of 102 with a total of 250, for example, as a woman now, And in future, I still have a total of 250. I might have a lower risk score. Yeah, if your if your weight class is improving, yeah. Okay. Or you could have a, a total of 270 in two or three years or let's say one year maybe mm -hmm. and still be at 100. 
Yeah, okay, makes because sense. Because people are, are evolving. So I cannot compare my risk score from this year, for example, with the risk score I will have in 2026 or 2027. No, it won't be exactly the same coefficients behind it. Okay. Cool. And that's the same in other sports. I don't know for powerlifting, risk can explain for, for powerlifting, but for uh, weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting, the way it works is that uh, for each quads, what they call a quad is uh, the four years between each Olympic Games, they have different coefficients. So you can't compare the Sinclair of an athlete for the period he, he worked toward Paris mm -hmm. to the Sinclair an athlete had uh, during the period he worked toward uh, he worked toward London or Rio or Beijing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah, Bar Baris, do you know how it is for powerlifting? Do do they also adjust it or over the years or is it still I, the same? I don't know the frequency of uh, updating, but uh, the score is updated uh, at least uh, one one time per per year. Okay, cool. Um, so what is maybe your your big vision in future for the risk score? Do you plan that every competition should be just based on the risk score in future? Do you think like that's the the way to go? Or is the total still the one that sh should be then in the end the deciding factor for competitions? Just before answering your question, I want to correct myself because I, I realized what I what I said is just not really correct. I think uh, for the risk, it will be right now. Maybe it's not okay if, like uh, with the risk two thousand twenty four twenty five to compare it to the one we have for 2023, but the goal in the future is to be able to say it's the the coefficient that's have stabilized enough to show that uh, we can compare era. Because I, I said weightlifting, you, we we don't compare, but it's false. They compare the, the Sinclair. So it's just the coefficient change to better uh, modelize the era, but uh, you, you're still supposed to be able to compare uh, the Sinclair of an athlete like that's competing in the modern era and an athlete that has been competed that has been uh, competing in the 80s or 70s or something like that. So what I said before is not correct. I'm, I'm okay. correcting it right now. <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, thank then thanks for correcting that point. And yeah, then maybe let's jump into the question <laughs> I had before, uh, I had afterwards then. Uh, now I need to remind myself again as well what oh, I was asking. Sorry, Do sorry. you remember? <laughs> yes, your question was, uh, what is your vision for the, the risk uh, score? Yes, yes, and, exactly. Um, mm, we would like that the risk score is uh, used by uh, any competition. It will be a pleasure for us, and uh, we also want to aut aut automate uh, automate the process of uh, completing the the risk score. So uh, having um, an online online platform with um, all the the latest working of all the competition, and um, in uh, at each year the score is um, automatically updated. Uh, to get um, an international ranking uh, that is updated uh, in live. So okay. that is your, your main goal. Okay, nice. Yeah, 
I think that's definitely a good good way to go to. And I think like for competitions itself, maybe it makes sense to have like both, right? As in powerlifting, there's always like the the total that is looked at in at least in the bigger competitions and the different weight classes, but there will also always be a like one winner who has the highest um dots number, for example. So yes. maybe we have that in future for the same uh, at the same competitions. Like for example, in the end there will be the strongest woman overall weight classes. Yeah. But, yes, um, we don't want to replace uh, the total. Yeah. It's uh, still a good uh, measure. Yeah, and maybe for smaller competition, it, I, I think it makes also sense. I know from two German competitions here, like from final rep organized as well, which be which will be held small on a smaller base just for like 20, 25 athletes per competition for newcomers, they, that they also plan to just evaluate the competition by the risk score. So um, Yeah, it I makes sense when you can't have a full uh, weight class to use yeah. the risk. That maybe also connects to another question. Do the, the people have to ask you if they want to host a competition that is just, for example, evaluated by the risk score, that they like if they want to make use of the risk score, is there... A, something like a um yeah that they, they need their your permission basically not a permission but we need at least um, a citation um when you use use a uh, risk for your competition yeah okay so if i for example if i want to host myself a competition just based on a risk score i cannot just go ahead and just use your calculation platform for for it for example but i should ask you before and you could you could Everything is publicly publicly. It's published. You could use it uh, without us knowing, but we, for us, it's courtesy. You can you can just uh, give us a, if someone wants to use it. Of course, they could do it without us knowing, but I we, for us, it's normal just to have a quick heads up. Uh, okay, we want to use it. Yeah. Uh, something like that. Makes sense. I think it's also. It's fair. Yeah, it's just fair. You uh, spend a lot of time with it. So it's just fair to give you the honor in the end uh, on what you did. Cool. So um, one more question on on this. Um, do you think that in future there will be another rel relative score developed for street lifting? Uh, for example, in powerlifting, there are also two ways of calculating, I think, right now, the, the relative scores. So are you afraid of that someone else comes up and uh, yeah, develops another kind of scoring system. I don't know if Wallace wants to answer, but for me, it's not. We are not afraid of this, but if we think it would be, um, it won't be. It wouldn't be efficient to create another one. If there are other people that wants to work on this, let's just have one and modify it, because I think it's just confusing when you have a lot of uh, different index. And in the end, there's, there will be only one remaining that will be mainly used by everyone. So, true, agree on that. It's so. easier just to help on the one that exists to create another one and then uh, be in competition to make it work. It's, yeah, it's try to build a community that works together on one goal and not yeah, it's, fight it's against easier. each other. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's more efficient. For sure. Okay. Cool. So, uh, I think from my side. I mostly have it. Oh, one last question. Who is the person right now with the highest risk score across the world? That would be interesting for me. <laughs> Do Xavier. you know? Xavier. Xavier? Xavier yeah. in minus 94. Okay, so the Italian guy, right? Exactly. 
exact the overbar over or how exactly yeah. so i have a i have it somewhere uh, yeah so if you want the top six worlds in total mm-hmm. it's uh so it's not by risk i can i find uh, do you have your post uh, in front of you worries can you say the top uh, five by risk score i think it would be more yes. interesting just wait two seconds. Okay, I have it right now for women. Uh, okay. No worries, take your time. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, okay. Thank you for this, uh, find this, but it. It's post, it will be quicker than me. So I have it in front of me. The first one is, uh, is Xavier with um, 113 uh, for okay. the risk score. And the second one is uh, Perry mm-hmm. with um, 110. After we have uh, Aubin, it's a French uh, athlete that have uh, 109. But- and um, did he compete at Worlds? No, then this. Yes, he competed yes. in minus seventy-three at Worlds. Ah, ah, okay, yeah. Uh, then I know, yeah. But if... this, this, the risk he has right now is not from Worlds, but from another competition. Then. No, no, it's from Worlds. Ah, okay. And uh, after, if we consider women, mm-hmm. we have uh, Sarah with a risk score of uh, one hundred nine. Okay. And a total of. Uh, uh, 260 62 in for a body weight of uh, 63. There are ways 63. I don't think so. <laughs> then maybe at, at the competition, she's been weighed at uh, uh, 68. 68, 68, 68, 68, 68 yes. Sorry, yeah, 68 <laughs> makes sense. Yes, <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, so but from what I see here, um. It's at least like the first two also are the ones with the highest total, at least as well. So I think like two fifty seven. Uh, not, not the first two in the woman. You can see that there are uh, ah, several. Two, Caroline and yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they are in seventy. So the way the weight obviously is a big factor. So yeah, makes sense. So they're quite close here, at least for the woman. Like the first, yeah. <laughs> first nine ten. And you are can like... see. You can see you find obvious uh, choice. It's not choice. It's what the 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 formula gives. But it means I mean that uh, if we had to say some names, you, you you find the names you think of at the top. Yeah, is there like a list also where people could look at this? What you are showing me right now? Did you post it anywhere? For example, who are like the top ten risk score athletes at the moment? Uh, it's prepared uh, it's for the, the moment. But uh, we will build uh, something for it uh, yeah. in um, the months that uh, that come. Okay. For now, you can just uh, find. Uh, I think it's both top ten women and men, or the top twenty on your Instagram, Maurice. But only for the final rep uh, world uh, competition. Okay. Okay. So it's not across all the competitions yet. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I think from my side, I have it. Do you have anything else? What would you say like that was missing right now? What uh, is an important information for the listeners on the risk score? 
yes we we plan to for for this work year to um to write um, a scientific publication um and publish it to a conference mm -hmm. um to get peer reviewed and uh, to have a scientific uh, validation of uh, the risk score Oh, okay. Wow. So you really plan to verify everything now and that it's like an official score in future. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Is there anything that happens when you get this verification? Like <laughs> any advantage you have from that, basically? Um, I think it's mostly to have a feedback from um, people in statistics. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, it's better to to have a document that uh, write officially what is the risk group. Okay. It's yeah. better than uh, just uh, an Instagram post. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's yeah, it's seen more as an official thing in future and not just um, like a score two guys came up with. <laughs> yeah. And it's not so important in the end. Okay. Cool. Okay. Then ah, there's the list. Yeah. So I think for everyone who's interested in knowing who are the top uh, athletes by risk score at the moment, just check out the Instagram of Varys. He posted an uh, Instagram post on it where you can see at least based on final rep, if, on the final rep event, who were the top athletes there and what were, they, were their risk scores in the end. And of course, if you want, you want to find out yourself the risk score, just check out Varys' website, which I also post in the show notes so you can calculate yourself what your current risk score is. Good. Um, from my side, I have asked everything that I got from the listeners. I just included the questions right now on our podcast today. And also from what I had as a question. So, yeah, do you want to pitch anything for uh, or like, do you want to uh, advertise for anything that is important for you guys that can still help you uh, or what, where we, yeah, where, what you say that makes sense? to develop it further before we end up? So I think uh, we'll we'll just uh, send a quick message to people just to say something. Um, if you are interested, sorry, if you're interested uh, in helping uh, for streetlifting development, a lot of federation are always looking for volunteers for competition and organization in general. So if you can, if you want to help, there are quite, there are quite easy way to do it. So don't hesitate to contact uh, FNSL, Final Rep, uh, AESL, whatever is it, it is in your, whatever it is in your country. So yes. just that. That's a good message, I think. <laughs> and it's also really great what you did for the sport, for sure. You did, a, yeah, I'm sure you have a great impact and the risk will be something really important in the future for our sports. So really, thanks a lot for your help there, guys. And I'm really eager to see how it will develop in the next couple of years and what comes up there. And maybe also to see you guys <laughs> also back on the platform at some point um, and because... I mean, you seem to be in love with street lifting. Otherwise, you wouldn't do all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's always also good to to see you back performing. Cool. Um, Varys, any anything from your side you want to say before we end up? Not really. I want the same thing uh, as Matt. It will be very cool to to get some help uh, 
for example, for the whisper or just to, to organize a competition. Okay, cool. Barris, you, you are the head organizer of the NFSL or? No, it's uh, Lionel um, Zod SL uh, on Instagram. Okay. And um, uh, Matt is more important than me uh, in the FNSL organization. Okay, I see. Cool. I so, say that, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not so deep into the French <laughs> uh, organization, I must admit, <laughs> of course. But uh, yeah, maybe some, some French people listen and then they <laughs> know what we are talking about. So I thought SL is still like the head organizer of the NFSL. Just to put a face on the name. Yeah. Okay. He's, the head in, he's the guy in ah, charge. Yeah, I, I think I saw him at uh, maybe like Final Rep or something in person. I don't know. Yeah, he's the he, he was at Worlds and in France he's one of the let's say one of the most ancient athletes in street street workout in general. Okay, cool. Maybe I will post his Instagram as well in the show notes, so uh, we everyone knows who we were talking about before. <laughs> it's just to put a, a face on the name. Yeah, makes sense. Cool. Okay, then. Um, also, what I must admit, uh, because uh, you know, maybe uh, our that, that for us we think usually that French people are not so good in English. <laughs> I must admit, you really speak very well English, so I'm uh, really surprised by that. And it's great that you also volunteered to come into a French and uh, into an English podcast here. So, <laughs> where do you guys learn this good English <laughs> compared to maybe your colleagues? We don't have the choice uh, because uh, we are engineer and uh, at work we we speak in English. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you just me, gotta study engineering. <laughs> for me, my, my answer would be a bit different. I would say YouTube and series. <laughs> for the most part. Good. Then, so maybe motivate your uh, other French colleagues to to do the same <laughs> to learn better yeah. English from YouTube and co everything else. But yeah, great. It was uh, a really nice talk with you guys and I much appreciate the time you took. And yeah, if there is nothing else, I would say thanks to uh, to you guys. And yeah, if you, uh, if all the listeners, if you um, want to know more about the risk score, feel free to text the two guys and check out their Instagrams to uh, compute your risk score yourself. And yeah, stay tuned on what's happening in the next couple of years and the development on, on this new score. I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Varys. And I would say let's call it quits for today. <laughs> okay, thank you for having us. Bye. Thank you for the invitation. Thanks for listening today. If you like the podcast, I would highly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating and share it across your community to make the sport grow further. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell so you will never miss a new episode. Stay active and hope to hear you soon.